Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. I'm like, I have it up. Like, why not? Woo. <sighs> All right. Now we are recording. Now we are recording. It's Next like, uh, week. It's about half an hour. It's <laughs> pretty good for us, in all honesty. It is. You know, like an hour. Uh, next week should be D&D recording and the uh, terrible movies. Yes, because I, I actually have two different sticky notes. Woo! These. I have... Uh, D&D, of course, depends on whether or not Aaron's right. Aaron can, can show, yes. Today's Half-Blood... Oh, look, I even made a note about the Sweden thing. Yeah, today's Half-Blood, tomorrow is Creatures, and then... I'm not expecting that episode to be very long. I'm not either. I don't know how long I can talk about creatures that I want to fuck, marry, or kill. I figured we'd do, like, instead of doing, like, the game, like, fuck, marry, kill, kill, where you have, like, three of them, Mm -hmm. like, we would pick, like, two versus each other, and then you'd decide whether or not you would fuck, marry, or kill each creature. Okay, I like that. Uh, you know what I just realized? We're probably going to start deep diving into like fictional characters. Because a lot we'll of them are creatures. We'll go through the standards <laughs> first. We're going to try. We'll the deep end. Yeah, I literally was watching a D&D campaign today and they were talking about the fuckability of Loch Ness Monster. So, like, <laughs> and it's just like... And you mm. thought that I was weird when I first said when I told you to add Nessie to the fucking list. I mean, I was just sitting there <laughs> thinking to myself, okay, so what? <laughs> and like, the funny thing is is there was like, there's like six or seven of them there, like in uh, in the game and some of them are just a hundred percent were on board like absolutely and then some of them were just like what <laughs> like what did you just say and it's just like okay so two me? sides of that spectrum i am not a scaly i'm sorry i don't i don't find nessie fuckable so i don't find nessie fuckable. I'm, I'm not a scaly i don't know what's t- or an Whatever the aquatic version is, so because I guess scaly is for reptiles, but and I don't know still. if Nessie qualifies as a reptile or not. So, but uh, I don't think I'd qualify. Well, I think I'd qualify Nessie as a mammal because I would assume Nessie has to breathe air. I you put like I a dolphin. Nessie. Now, okay, yes, Nessie is. I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm picturing a Lapras, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, I would also qualify a Lapras as a mammal, so. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You like the idea of our, uh, for our parody December of the nature documentaries? Yes. Because <laughs> I want to do, like, I want to watch the ones that are, uh, where the guy does like it's supposed to sound like a it's supposed to have like a Morgan Freeman effect where he's talking, but then it just goes like, "Oh shit, look at what it's doing!" Like, <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to watch those with you. Just <laughs> that would be fun. I was thinking to myself as like I was I was talking about the like the nature documentary and everything. Like, I feel like it'll be a cross between nature documentary and Night Vale. <laughs> I'm just like. Oh. I'm just like, okay. 
have our own little Night weird Vale. Oh, have our own little weird series going on. So and I was just like that. It really just I gives am me Night so Vale fucking vibes. In. I'm so in. Like you don't even understand. It'll be fun. We'll have to find some some news stories and stuff like that, and then we'll put. Uh, you can read some, and like I'll read some, and we'll just. Hey y'all! Hey y'all! It's Misty. It's Ani. And we are continuing Harry Potter and the stuck-up asshole who has an issue about the fact that he's a half-blood. And <laughs> apparently so did his entire house. So he went on to just be more or less of a child hater from that point on. So that's a long title for the movie, but that is in fact the title for the movie. So Yeah. Yeah. So, you this... know, like, he, he came from, like, the the prince house which is fine but like he clearly didn't take advantage of any of it and it's just like i get that he's half blood but my god like if you wanted to be a prince that bad then when you became an adult you should have just changed your name from snape like that's true you could have been severus prince i'm sure that you're allowed to change your name in in the in the wizarding world and I'm sure changing your name to your magical family's name is a common ass thing. Ah, uh, yeah, do. I'm pretty sure people tend to do that. It was like, yeah, I want to be known as the wizard and not like the muggle. Yeah, and I just like the only reason I could see that he wouldn't do it is because of like maybe like his attachment to his mother, but because I guess he hated his dad. But uh, why would you want to keep his name then? Because it was her last name, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what the fuck? Okay, so no, no, now I just don't know why he why he kept it. He should just fucking change. Was she in Hufflepuff? Did they ever say that? I don't remember them saying that. I'm gonna Google that. For you should Google I'm that because now I want to know. I've I don't think I've ever read anything besides the very brief mention of Snape's mom in the books about Snape's mom. Oh no, she was a Slytherin. Okay. For whatever reason, my, my, my brain went Hufflepuff, because that would be fucking hilarious. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Snape doesn't have the loyalty to be related to a Hufflepuff, to be fair. Obsession, yes. Loyalty, not so much. Definitely a difference between the two. <laughs> so, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's still pining over a dead girl. Yeah. like, And he's abusing her child, so... Getting his, getting his revenge on the man that he was supposed to be and not James. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need um, therapy, bro. Yeah. He <laughs> needs a lot of things. Therapy is at the top of the list. A smack in the face is probably like a real close number two. So, and a new job. Probably a new job, therapy, a smack in the face. Probably. And his new job needs to be definitely not having anything to do with children. So, um, a heads up for everybody, uh, because after this, we're go- when we do Deathly Hollows, obviously everybody on the planet knows that Deathly Hollows uh, is split into two parts, part one and part two. For us, we're going to do the same thing we did with Breaking Dawn, uh, part one and two. Uh, the whole movie is going to be one episode. So yeah, Deathly so Hollows- part one will be Deathly Hollows part one. The second movie will be Deathly Hollows part two, the episode. Yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be, like, the seventh movie is just one episode. The eighth movie is just one episode. We're not going to do Deathly Hollows Part 1, Part 1, and Deathly Hollows Part 1, Part 2, and then Part 2, Part 1, and Part 2, Part 2. That's just the dumbest fucking thing on the planet. 
that was something we encountered when we did Breaking Dawn. And it's just like, we cannot do four fucking episodes on Breaking Dawn. We couldn't. No. And but just, in, in terms of, the, of you know, Deathly Hollows Part 1, like the movie, I can't talk that much about how much I don't like the fact that it's like a two hour long camping trip. You can't talk about camping for two hours? No, I don't want to talk about camping for two hours. You don't want to talk about the the stupid ass tent or all of the teen (laughs) angst that is like literally the most of this movie and the book or the the brooding or the like super like emo moments where they all just sit in corners and stare like it was so cringe because you know that it's true that's how we acted when we were emo of course but let me tell you in the face of like saving the whole fucking world i think i'd get over it (laughs) like i was a brooding ass gothic teenager who liked to sit in a corner and stare out at like the rain as it came down the window while listening to my music that was a (laughs) hundred percent me okay like i was a dramatic bitch but let me tell you if somebody looked at me and said yeah you need to go on the run from people who are trying to murder you and if you fail finding all these little trinkets that uh, a fucking Voldemort sprinkled across the earth like a some kind of moron uh I'd get over it because let me tell you I'm pretty sure surviving would be a little more important to me than being a moody bitch one of the only things more important than me being a moody bitch would be not dying in a <laughs> fucking camping tent okay like and let me tell you there's no reason that tent for one thing it should have been stocked with food like a long fucking time ago like hermione sweetheart you are a muggle-born woman go buy canned food go buy <laughs> canned food like holy shit also where well, why would she have to buy canned food there's a fucking like stove in that tent well like because like she was planning like so far in advance right like she could have been gathering canned food that would keep in like the cupboards and everything like that she could have just been gathering that shit and keeping it in the tent until because like i know they left like way earlier than they were expecting but there isn't any reason you couldn't have like popped into a fucking muggle walmart and like just bought some damn damn grocery store yeah and like i know her money because literally her parents left with no memory of her you're telling me she couldn't have skimmed like a thousand dollars off the top of whatever they have like please her, both of her parents are, are doctors. Well, they're they're dentists, but still, dentists make like, a lot of damn money. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, why don't you have any money? Why doesn't Harry have any money? Like Harry's so got a fucked on of money. Harry's got his own fucking vault. Why is it at the end of sixth year, like when they knew some shit was gonna go down? Why didn't he empty out his fucking vault? Go change some of it into Muggle money. Like the fuck? See this is see this is the shit we can talk about for two episodes, okay? But well, we just can't talk about the stupid amount of camping and the drama. Y'all are gonna hear me bitch about Ron. Like that's just all there is to it. Because like I, I love like, it when you go off. I fucking love it when you go I, off. Oh, that's good because it's like eighty percent of this podcast. It's just me going off on random tangents. But like at the same time, like there is so much stupid in those movies just so much stupid and it's just like okay come on at some point grow the fuck up like you guys weren't this moody when you were 15 16 you shouldn't be this moody now yeah if you weren't that moody when it was like when we had a lavender brown all over on and shit like come on 
can't fucking stand that relationship. Like, it's not so much the relationship that bothers me, it's both of the people that are in it. <laughs> like, like I feel like they're fine, like, as a couple, because I def- definitely think they're better suited for each other than Hermione and Ron, because I still don't think that's a good relationship at all. Because, like, at, at least he doesn't, like, bitch at Lavender Brown about everything she enjoys, and Lavender Brown doesn't, like, nitpick at absolutely everything that he does. In all honesty, it was probably a healthier relationship than Ron and Hermione, but at the same time, it's it's all a mess. It's just all everything's all a, mess. a mess. Everything's a mess. But yeah, so just just a heads up: the seventh Harry Potter movie is one episode. The eighth Harry Potter movie will also be one episode. So there will not be four fucking Deathly Hollow movies. Like I'm not doing that. I can't no, do like there a month. But we're also only gonna have it under as the Deathly Hollows. We're not gonna have it as movie number eight. That's it. Want be... everyone to to know that Deathly Hollows part one the movie is probably what it'll say like the whole mm-hmm. movie and yeah. then deathly hall is part two the whole movie is more or less probably what it will say but anybody who like listened to the uh the twilight series knows how this works because that's what we did with breaking dawn um and uh yeah so and we're once we wrap up uh uh harry potter we are going to switch some gears so maybe some end like standalone movies for a little bit and some other things i can't wait I yeah, it's going to be really good. Um, we do have some things figured out for December, just a heads up, as uh, we've got some interesting things planned for that, and that will have a, a little bit of a different release schedule uh, as well for when we do that, so you guys can stay tuned for that. I know it's a little far off, uh, especially because this episode won't air until like the middle of October, but still. Ah, uh, okay, because I was going to be like... Do they already know about the Halloween ones that we're doing? This, well, this episode won't go out until the middle of October. So right. I didn't say anything so about like, it. And I'm just like, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah. And we have started with a, what a Draco, show showing up. Well, no, Draco's trying to fix the that weird cabinet thing, the teleporting cabinet, where he was it the cabinet the, of mysteries or something. Yeah, something like that. We saw it at uh, Universal Studios. Yes, we did, there. and that was a bitchin'. Yeah, because it, it's Ancient a life-size replica. cabinet that's in there. Yeah, so it's really cool. And uh, the cabinet, like, teleports in the movie to Borgen and Burks. And, because uh, the sister cabinet's over there. Yeah, it's in Hogwarts. Like, for one thing, what are the odds? What are the fucking odds that cabinet is in there? But, like, in, in Hogwarts, like, why is it in there? Why do you have it connected in there? Why? Who the fuck knew that it was in there? Like, seriously. It's but, gotta uh, go like Voldemort time it has yeah. to be maybe Voldemort's the one who put it in there so he could leave in and out of uh the castle when he wanted yeah so fucking oh Lavender Brown golden spoon Lavender Brown looks like she's gonna gut Ron like she's holding <laughs> that spoon like it is a mortal weapon okay now wait a minute Ron is sitting at the Great Hall table and, like, he's all, like, brooding and upset, whatever, because of everything with Lavender. It's snowing above him. For one thing, that ceiling is so fucking high. How expressive are his emotions that they're hitting right? that ceiling? But also, I think this is the only time they reference the emotions of these students making the weather change. Huh, like, I've yeah. never before or after like they, the ceiling weather has changed before but it's supposed to reflect the outside weather and Not like the one time weather 
Yeah, because like when Moody opened or like Barty Crouch Jr. opened the door as Moody and like the storm came from outside in and affected the ceiling. So like, why is it that his moods are affecting the ceiling now? Like they've never done it before. Also, that seems like a bad idea. Like a really bad idea. <laughs> it's you know, in a to full everyone of around here, like <laughs> But like a building full of teenagers, imagine how moody they are. And like that ceiling would constantly just be like a tornado. Like, no, you couldn't walk into the great hall with that many students. So, so they're all teenagers. Like, no, Ron has one breakup and it snows. Are you kidding? You put a thousand students in a room together? Like, holy shit. No, I want Dumbledore's chair. This giant golden chair. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do with it, but I want it. Notice how Draco's the only one dressed differently. Like, he's the only one not wearing the robes. I know it's to, like, make him stand out for visual effects and everything, but uh, uh, he's the only one who's just wearing a vest and not anything else. Also, I will say, the bathroom fight scene, one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. But, like, your boy's face goes to fucking shreds. Yeah, and it's just, like, I like it because there's, like, so much Draco content in it, but it also Uh. really just shows his character of, like, how stressed he is. Like, he doesn't want to be doing these things. He does not, no. It's clear in this, in this, like, in this scene, like, he's in the bathroom, he's looking at himself in the mirror, and, like, his eyes are red-rimmed, he's fucking shaking, like, he is, he's, he's at breaking point. Yeah, he's fully having a panic attack. He's crying while he's standing there, like. And that fucking Harry goes, like, while he's crying, he's like, I know what you did. Like, and really, it's just you like, think now is the time to go with it, like antagonize him? And like, of course, you can't be surprised that like Malfoy starts throwing spells at you. You've cornered him at his most vulnerable moment while he's in the middle of what is possibly a panic attack. Of course, his fight or flight reflexes kick in, so he throws a spell at you. This definitely doesn't qualify you to like nearly murder him. And but also, Harry nearly kills Malfoy. You'd think it'd be common sense at this point to not use spells you don't know yeah like you literally read that spell five minutes ago in the book and it just said four enemies harry like your last defense against the dark arts teacher taught you what the fucking killing curse was and you think it's a good idea just to go throwing spells around like my god kid and harry like look harry should not have been charged with ministry when he like in his fifth year when he was uh, cast a patronus to save him and dudley and everything he should absolutely have been in charge for attempted murder of draco here because my god if snape if it had been anybody but snape who knew the countercards because he made the fucking spell then draco would be dead draco would be dead draco would and be then- dead and then Harry would have gone to Azkaban for actual murder. And it's just like, Sirius might have been innocent, Harry, but you definitely were not. And now they're and, having an intervention. And it's just like, look, everything else about the book was fine, but you were stupid enough to cast a spell you didn't know what it did at at an actual physical person. Like, that's, you're wrong for that. And another awkward scene between Ginny and Harry. Yeah, it's just like, take my hand. And it's just like... Why are we being romantic after Harry nearly murdered somebody? Like, there should be no romance when there's murder. Like, no. Okay, you went to the room of requirement. Looks like a hoarder's house. It does. But it looks pretty cool, though. Was it the mirror behind Yeah, that was the mirror I've ever said. And 
why did they just throw it in front of a requirement with all the other junk? Like now That's anybody can find it. That's what she said to do. That's what she said. Jenny was just like, you need no, to hide I mean the, the mirror. Book. Oh, the mirror. Like, what, like Dumbledore's idea to hide it was to put it in an abandoned classroom anybody could walk in when you could have just thrown it in the fucking room of requirements. And literally <laughs> no one would have ever been able to find it. I'm pretty sure the only reason he moved it in the first place was because of the fact that uh, Harry kept finding it. And uh, Dumbledore's like, well, I have an addiction to staring at it, but I can't let Harry have it too. <laughs> so that's why he moved it. It's like, I can't let him get attached to the idea of seeing his parents. It's just so awkward. It is. It's really <clears throat> fucking awkward. She takes the book. In the slowest, weirdest way possible. Yeah, close Smart your eyes, though. Harry. You'll definitely be able to hear me, though. So... And I'm just going to place this book in the room where you definitely know where it is. And that if uh, the whole purpose of the room is that if you stand there and walk past it enough times, it will reveal the thing you want most. And if the thing you want most happens to be this book, it'll show it to you. <laughs> and it's just like you can extrapolate from the fact that she wasn't gone for very long. The fact that she didn't hide it very far. So like you could just go back and like look around a little and you could probably find it like, I don't know, five feet from him. It's not like he doesn't have a landmark of that giant-ass cabinet to look from. True. And now Ginny herself disappeared. She's like, bye! Now Harry's happy after uh, having nearly murdered someone. He's all happy because he kissed Ginny. Fucking Ron! Did you, did you and Ginny do it yet? Uh, what? <laughs> She's like, like do, Harry do having what? a mini panic attack of just like, mm. Why does Slughorn walk around with a graduation cap on his head? Like, that was weird. He had a what cap? A graduation cap. Oh yeah, that's that's like his uh his thing. It's weird. It's weird. That's real weird. Okay, so Harry went from casting unknown spells to now drinking a potion that while he knows what it's called, doesn't really know what it's gonna do to him. We know like, it's supposed to give him luck, but my concern is did he need to drink all of that? Could he have just taken like a sip and he would have had like the full like effects? A, like a drop, like, like a dropper. Did drop. you like, did you have to chug it? Because if you had that, and if it like if the effects were full on from just one little drop, yeah, you would be set for life. Also, if you are Fucking dumbass, chugs it all in one go. Like if you are only supposed to take it like at a drop or like a sip at a time, Harry, sweetie, you could have overdosed yourself. You could have, yeah, you could have on liquid luck. Uh, okay, I would literally because I like I know how it like it makes you like do what you feel like you need to do right well what i would feel like i would need to do is i would drink it while standing in a gas station about to buy a lottery ticket <laughs> 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 like, hey. like mid-transaction i'd be like hey can i get it and then i'd take a drink of it and i'd look at him like a lottery ticket <laughs> <laughs> that i want that oh the rain has started oh really yep oh boy why is Slughorn creeping into the herbology room? He's stealing from uh, Professor Sprout in a super obvious way. I love how the, the plants are just like, fuck off. <laughs> I do love this movie because it is funny. Like, none of the other Harry Potter movies are really funny, but this one is funny when Harry's on liquid luck. Ten galleons a leaf for tentacula. That's an expensive plant. <clears throat> and walks away. <laughs> how'd you get, how'd you get out of the castle the front Through door, the front door. <laughs> uh, well, well i love harry while he's on this because he's like so direct and just like all right peace bye yeah 
And it's like, Horn's like, Harry. And he's like, Sir. He's <laughs> like, You should come with me, sir. <laughs> we must go back to the castle. Now I'm going to go see Hagrid. <laughs> I love Slughorn just reluctantly being an, an adult and like uh, having a moral compass. It's like, I have to follow this kid. I don't want to, but I have to. I distinctly remember Aragog being like much bigger, bigger than, than that. that. Yeah. 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 Like Aragog is dead, but like he was much larger than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite scene in that movie. <laughs> just like, just like. <laughs> He's being a millennial. Yeah. He's not even a millennial. Yes, he is. So. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Be born in the early oh sorry 80s. daniel radcliffe is duh but no yeah. he would not be yeah daniel radcliffe is but uh, sorry i have to admit though like as as i'm a little loath to admit it but like if i was in the wizarding world i'd be a lot like slughorn because like oh this yeah. leaf is worth 10 gold okay it's like look at this rare venom like in this in this dead spider can i have this thanks <laughs> just like i appreciate that and now they're having a funeral for a spider a ginormous spider <laughs> yeah that tried to eat harry and ron yeah and their car and, and their car aragog <laughs> your body will decay <laughs> it's so weird speech it is it's just like it's so like weirdly long on some of the words like Decay, your body. Well, you could you could have used better words, and we don't want to think about Aragog decaying. Yeah, what are they gonna do? Dig a hole for him? They I like how did. like like Slughorn and Hagger are just getting ridiculously drunk, right? But yep. Harry, who's high as a kite, is just sitting in the corner having a good time. Oh yeah, he's watching like, one of his best friends and one of his professors just getting hammered. Yeah, and he's just like sitting there, just kicking his legs back and forth next to the dog, just high as a kite, probably seeing colors, you know, and just having a good time. Poof. Yeah. Death. Poof. 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 That's the only way we can explain it, and just poof. Poof. Slughorn is really lucky Haggard passed out backwards and not. (laughs) (laughs) If (laughs) he fell on it, he'd be fucked. Yeah. Is this description of Slughorn, like, with describing Lily's charm that she does with the fish in the bowl? That's not yes. in the book, is it? Yes, it is. That, I think is it's it? in the book. I don't remember that being in the book, but... Let's, let's find out. At least Slughorn's not wearing that weird graduation cap. <laughs> wearing a lot of tweed, though. It's in the movie. Oh, sorry. Is it just in the movie? Sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, it's in the book. Is it? Okay. Oh yeah, what's that, Harry? <laughs> Just playing into, <laughs> into the Slughorn's like, he's the chosen one. It's like, yeah, you know what? I am. He's just like, I am the chosen one. People have only guessed it, but I am the chosen one. The only other time he's ever actually been interested in being the chosen one is earlier in the movie when it came to Romilda Vane. <laughs> She's just like, she thinks you're the chosen one. I was like, well, I am. <laughs> right? It's like, well, I am the chosen one. He's and interested. he gets the proper smack on the head. Yeah. He's only interested in being the chosen one when it gets him a girl or when it gets him what's he want. So, what he wants. I can't blame him, though. 
I like Slughorn's like slow, very drunk blink at Harry. Like he's still like Harry said a lot of words and like he is trying to process everything. I like the fact that Slughorn, as he's pulling the memory from himself, like what actually happened with the mm -hmm. uh, interaction with Tom Riddle, he's like, you have no idea what he was like even then because Tom was supposed to have been incredibly charismatic. And like he drew people to very him. Very charming, very charismatic. Yeah, you know, like most serial killers. Yeah. And you know, again, like, like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Everyone I mean, says he was very charming, very, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect it. I love Kinda that. bummed I didn't get that damn keychain. I was really mad they didn't have like the full size hourglass. That too. Me. I really wanted the full hourglass. Yeah. Now, Tom at the time was supposed to have been when he asked Slughorn about it, like, 16-ish. Yeah. But he was also supposed to have been super good-looking. This no kid's not that good-looking. <laughs> like, no offense to this actor, but he's, like, 14 <clears throat> max and not at all good-looking. <laughs> so, like, he looks like he belongs in, like, um, a, a movie about, like, a... a boys school like but like one that's <laughs> a period piece granted this would have been taking place in the 1940s so i guess it's not really that off so still it's he's not as charming as they made voldemort seem to be yeah like voldemort was supposed to have been super like charming this kid exudes no charm like this... i look at that kid and i'm like oh no a serial killer okay I'm making, <laughs> sure but like when you look at one you should like when you look at tom riddle you shouldn't think anything negative he was like the one they had like the tom riddle of chamber of secrets now yeah. that was a cute charming yeah there you go that was a tom. much better that was a much better tom riddle see now he has the ring at this point too he has the uh uh he has slytherin's ring yeah he has slytherin's ring at this point no that isn't that the uh is that slytherin's ring because it looks like the the uh stone in it looks more like the resurrection stone which is weird because he shouldn't have had that. But it, it's the same shape as the Resurrection Stone. It's not the... Uh, See, it, it doesn't look like the, the family ring. Because the family ring, because it's what it's supposed to be, it should be uh, the not family ring, uh, should have the house symbol on it of the not family, not just be like a gem. Like, that would be weird. But uh, that looks like the Resurrection Stone. It shouldn't be. It should be the not family ring. But uh, it looks like the Resurrection Stone instead. Huh. Makes me wonder if they got it confused. No, hang on. Is is it in this one where, where his hand is going black? Yeah, and it should be because need... of the Knot family ring. Or not the, yeah, the Gnot family no, ring. No, see? Yeah, it sh it, it's weird if it's a stone and not like a a house symbol. Yeah. Because a house family signet ring should have... Like the house symbol on it. There you go. Yeah. Belonged to Voldemort's mother. So it wasn't yeah, because Slytherin's she's the one ring. Who... Yeah. Well, it's not Slytherin's ring. It's her. No, no, it's, it's his. Ring. Yeah, it's, it's her. It's his mom's her ring. Her house family ring. Yeah. And it. If it's a, the. I mean, I guess if it's her ring, it might have a jewel in it. But it, he shouldn't wear it then because he is like the male of his house. He should have a ring with the symbol in it so of the house yeah he should have like i know they his family like sold a bunch of shit but she had this ring but if it's their family is like signet ring it should shouldn't be a weird diamond it should you know because that's 
I've never seen a signet ring with just no markings on it. But was it a signet ring? It should have been. I mean, I know she had it, but she was the only child of their family. So she should have technically had it. Because if her father died, like, it would have been hers to hold on to until she had, like, her her own son. Then again, wizards are pretty progressive in male and female stuff. So she might have had a signet ring. So it's the only thing they're progressive on. So... I'm I'm so fucking lost because my mind went down some rabbit hole and I just came back out from it. Where did your mind go? I don't recall. Because mm-hmm. I was doing three things at once, the rabbit hole, listening to you and watching the movie. And I'm just like, it had something to do with um, where with the three brothers, you know, the ones that found of the Deathly Hollows. Yeah. And I'm just like, like it said that Gryffindor was one not Gryffindor Percival who was like Harry's ancestor was yeah. one of them the Peverils Peverils sorry like one of the them brothers was his... are the the brothers are the Peverils yeah, yeah so one of the so one of the brothers is his ancestor which also makes it Salazar's so not Salazar's Godric's ancestor so not technically the Godric Gryffindor's I believe daughter married into the Peveril family and okay. Harry is the dis- like the Potters are a descendant of that, which makes them a descendant of both the Peverils and the Gryffindors. Right, because they like the those two families yeah, yeah, yeah. and eventually the Peverils turned into the Potters. So, okay, okay, and then my mind went to the Slytherin ring, and I'm just like, if the ring had the the Resurrection Stone in it, uh-huh. didn't that mean that? No, because the ring. Of resurrection, and then the the ring that Tom should have had are two separate rings. Okay. However, for whatever design choice they chose to when they made them, make them look the same. In the okay, movie. that's why I'm even confused. Though, <laughs> even because that's what <laughs> was weird to me is like he's holding and like touching the ring. It looks exactly like the resurrection stone, and it shouldn't. It should be a family ring, not the resurrection stone. It's right. for one thing you can't make a Deathly Hollow into a uh, a Horcrux, but I want. The, I, okay, continue. Sorry, because like it was just a weird design choice. Like it might have had a jewel in it because it was his mother's ring, but if it's the only remaining like signet piece of their house, it should have symbolism of their house on it. Even if it was his mother's ring, if they're as the only child of that family, she should have been right. given. Because even female like significant rings have like family symbols in it but that band is plain like it's a little weird shaped but it's plain so there's no iconography of their house whatsoever and that's weird they should have made like a flat topped ring with like their house symbol in it and that would have made and of of anybody to understand that it should have been the english (laughs) like who are doing seriously and it's just like the united states doesn't have houses like that but england sure as hell does so that might have been an american prop casting choice though so now i want to point out they they got to that cave that you know where the bowl is that has one of the horcruxes which is um reg regulus's necklace that he found yeah um this is one of the first places that tom ever visited because they brought him from like the orphanage came here for like yeah a tour or something do you see how heavy these winds and these wakes are who the fuck brings a bunch of kids here? I have two questions about this location. <laughs> One, Dumbledore. Why did you ask right just onto a rock in the middle of the ocean instead of like on the cliff edge? Like, wouldn't that have made more sense? Or 
like you could have just apparated to the landing spot in front of the cave. But instead, you chose to put the two of you on an extraordinarily precarious rock in the middle of a storm in the ocean that on a rock that is covered in water and super slippery. And you both could have just fallen into the ocean and died like right here, like literally just right here. This could have been the end of both Dumbledore and Harry. Would you have been surprised? Showing offness. No, of course not. But like. I definitely agree that it's really weird to bring your children, like, children here in any manner. But I would like to know what the hell was going on with Tom that he just crawled down that cliff face to find a cave. And not only that, but... Not only that, he, he convinced, one of the like, other kids. Yeah. he convinced two other kids to go with him. Yeah. And one and of them like, is the one that he tested, like, the, the river, like, boat thing on them. And have yeah. the uh, in fairy like eat him or something, and like the other one was like, so fucking traumatized, <laughs> just like I don't know, became mute or something, and had to wipe her memory or something. Like I wonder uh, how old they were when they did this. Um, because if Tom placed that boat and shit in there, it had to have been at like mid Hogwarts. When okay, when he put okay, you're right. They child Tom Riddle took those kids in. When he was there with the orphanage, I I believe Voldemort went back when he was creating his Horcruxes and did all that, like brought the Inferi and yeah, um, did the blood seal for the door and like with the boat and everything, and they like he stashed it there. <sighs> okay, the sky is once again bright orange. Oh boy, is it still raining? It's it started to rain, yeah. It's sprinkly. Okay. That's when my glasses are all wet. But yeah, it started to sprinkle already, so. All right. But uh, I think Dumbledore, to, like, operating them to the rock is one of the dumbest, overly dramatic things that he's ever done. And literally could have just killed both of them, like, right then and there. I really wish we knew more about Regulus. I, I would read about Regulus. Oh, hi, Cleo. You usually don't I make would, an appearance. Do you see her? Uh, yeah. Hi, kitty kitty. Right there. I would read a whole book about Regulus. <laughs> like, gladly. That's one of the things I like to read about fan fiction is uh, people like to write about Regulus. And I'm like, oh, give me all of the Regulus content. It's just like he's never had a single so, line in the book and he's one of my favorites. <laughs> to answer what your earlier question, Tom yeah. was 10 when he first visited 10? the... Uh, okay. So he came back later and fucked Yeah, he came back later as Voldemort and like did all the shit and all the booby traps and everything. I bet he did it around the time he was working for Morgan and Burks. Because he would have had a lot of time. Yes, he was. I keep forgetting that Tom worked for Morgan and Burks. That's probably why that cabinet is in there. That's why Exactly why that cabinet's there. Yeah. I have a feeling it's explained in the books, but I just don't remember. I know they mentioned that he worked there and like they think that's why about the he knew about the necklace, maybe, but I don't think they ever really talk about the cabinet, so I don't really know. I have to I go could have, I could have back used, into the book. I could have really just used an entire like couple of books about Voldemort's time in school, and I could have used a book about Regulus, just like because you know, and I, I can't believe this is this is what I'm going to pull on, but I'm going to pull on Twilight for a moment, and Do like it. the the short life of Bree Tanner. But like for Regulus. Oh my great. god, the short life of Brie Tanner. <laughs> and uh which I didn't read, but uh uh and then like a midnight sun, but like Voldemort instead of Harry. Yeah. 
a Midnight Sun version of Voldemort. Only it'll be written so much better. Yeah, that's fair. And I I want want a Voldemort origin story. Yeah, I'd like to, because like, in all honesty, the more you learn about Tom Riddle, the more the fact that he went down the terrible side makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, for one thing, he was conceived from a love potion, so he's not capable of feeling love. Mm-hmm. And that's not even romantic love, like literally any types of love, like no love for friends, no love mm-hmm. for pets, no love for family, no love for any of that. So like in the absence of love, of course, other emotions are going to take place. Like I, it would be hard to remove all traces of love from somebody and not get somebody who's turns out to be like Voldemort. So he was kind of fucked like from the, like before he was born, but then <clears throat> he's an orphan in London directly yeah. after world war one. Right after and, the blitz. And, like directly after world war one. During and the then, blitz, like, yeah. Yeah. And then, so like he is a child and a teenager, like during world war two and like during the blitz and fall and Dumbledore fucking keeps sending him back every summer for the entirety of world war two and i'm like of course voldemort hates muggles like my god you sent him consistently into london where the blitz was happening and he constantly was having like bombs and stuff rain down above him he spent months every year for like four fucking years five you know years assuming that death was just going to come from him for him at any literal moment. Like, right. Yeah. I, I can't honestly say I'm surprised that Voldemort turned out the way he is in a hundred percent. He probably wouldn't have turned out so bad if it hadn't been for Dumbledore. Like Dumbledore like immediately the, assumed that this little 11 year old child was the epitome of evil but he was an 11 year old child. So what Dumbledore assumed Dumbledore crafted him into like if somebody looked at me for my whole life and just assumed that I was the worst creature imaginable eventually. And then like slowly starts building the seeds to make your life worse. Like, yeah, you're going to start getting kind of twisted. Like he was a Tom Riddle was 11. You can't tell me with some practice and some therapy, he wouldn't have been fine. Like he, he might not have been able to experience love, but my God, you can't tell me somebody couldn't have worked with him. You know? maybe nobody ever mentions that there might be like a counter charm or like a counter potion he could drink to like get rid of the side effects of the love potion that affected his birth like nobody ever thought to look at that you know but it's just like and he could have done a little more looking and instead of coming from like a place of like being what he would have assumed probably was muggle born uh if you had done some looking you would have found that he came from an ancient house and then more looking and found out he was a direct descendant of salazar slytherin how much like prestige that would have earned him like yeah it, you could have made that kid's life a lot easier it would like, have been like, a lot easier had it gone down the road of like this is celebrity yeah. type thing versus like the wizards shit. would have fallen all over themselves to welcome an heir of one of the founders like they would have literally fallen all over themselves an 11 year old tom riddle could have been taken in by literally any wizarding family every wizarding family would have fallen all over themselves become the adoptive parents of the descendant of salazar slytherin like are you kidding me they wouldn't have at that point they would not have given a damn that he was like a half-blood or anything else like it's a direct descendant of salazar slytherin who has salazar's gift of speaking parcel tongue and like and 
Dumbledore cannot argue that it's an like an evil gift because he fucking understands parcel tongue. He can't right? speak it, but he, but can, he understand can understand it, it. Which tells you it's a learnable language. So, and it's just like, and I bet you he learned it because of uh, Tom, because he's worried like Tom's talking to snakes in secret and shit. Just so much shit. So much it shit is. that could have been avoided because of Dumbledore's narcissism. Like, you could have removed Dumbledore and you would have just had so many less problems. How did a child get into that cliff? Like, there is no pathway in the movie. You no, just there isn't. It's just an ocean. You're just walking through, like, you're just literally rock climbing free freely. I wonder if they had to build this, like, cave entrance or if they just found a cave. Like, I hope they just found a cave because I would not want to be the set designer and had to sit there and make just feet and feet and feet of fake rocks. <laughs> Fair. But uh, they probably did because it blew my mind when I realized that the entire, like, cave pool scene in the first mm -hmm. Pirates where they, you know, they're about to, like, cut her hand yeah. over the chest. They built all that! That is not a real place! Like... You could have really just found a cave. Like, caves exist. Like, you could have just found one. That'd That's where all the budget guys. for that movie went, I tell you. Okay. That's why everything else in the ocean was filmed in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> I really, like... You know they were stupid enough to build all of this instead of, like, finding a place. But, like, look at all of that. Like, those rocks and stuff like that. Like, my god. Like, That's some of it's of definitely, course. like, CGI, but, like, where they're standing with all of those square rocks and everything, you know they had to make that. It looks like quartz. Yeah. Look at Dumbledore's little house slippers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm standing there on the edge of this creepy-ass lake that is massive, and the water starts to bubble. Like, I would be out of there so goddamn fast. Also, they take the weird boat. Right, and they take this weird, creepy river stick style boat mm -hmm. uh, across the this lake. Um, you could have just brought a broom. I'm pretty sure I would have just taken one anyway, just for the pure usefulness that the brooms have proven over the years. I wonder the, if you had enchanted it so that you had to go across in the boat, like there was no other way. I mean, you're telling me Dumbledore couldn't have spent like 20 minutes and figured that shit out? Cause, okay, like, yeah, true. Because, like, anybody else, I would have completely, like, agreed they couldn't have figured it out. But, like, it's a Dumbledore. Then again, he's also stupid enough to drink the poison water, so. I'm pretty sure he knows that, like, at this point, it's gonna be poisonous or whatever. And it's like, I'm already old. Like, why didn't you come back with a healer? <laughs> come back with a broom. The room's not going anywhere, my dude. Like, Jesus, summon a couple of people from, like, St. Mungo's or something. Like, my God. Wait a minute. Don't they fly out of there? No, they, they fly apparate out. Back. They apparate back. They apparate, okay. apparate into Hogsmeade, I think, and they fly from there, which is okay. really weird. Well, you can't apparate into Hogwarts, so. But Dumbledore can apparate out. I guess he just can't apparate in, so. Um, I do have a weird issue with Dumbledore drinking the poison water out of his seashell. Like, as pretty as this weird purple gate, like, blade clearly is. And, like, he drinks it out of seashell. Like, there's not that much liquid in it. I would have literally just leaned forward and just, like, slurped it, like, right out of this weird sink. <laughs> like, it would have taken, like, 30 seconds max, and, like, there you go. Also, Dumbledore, why don't you carry supplies? 
carry one of those bezoars or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. You know, like carry something because like the purple Kool Aid is clearly poisonous. Didn't you learn from the sixties? Don't drink the Kool Aid. <laughs> and like, how fucking long it takes to drink this with a little seashell cup? Like, my god. And how traumatic is this for Harry? You have to keep drinking this poison, sir. I have to, as a 16-year-old, force-feed you poison. Please drink it and because die. Because you request, you made me do this. Also, for the record, that shell, once that mm-hmm. water gets low enough, is not going to be able to scrape the bottom of that like liquid off of it. You should have just stuck your whole fucking face in it, slurped <laughs> it up like a Slurpee, and then, like, let's go. Um. Also... Nobody really said you had to drink it. What's stopping you from like scooping it up and throwing it in the lake? I would have at least, I would have tried it at least. Like they didn't even try anything. They went straight to let's ingest (laughs) what I know is poison. And like, that was, that was their whole thing. They just went straight to that point. Okay. And then like, uh, his demand, Harry does like, the dumbest thing and goes and gets water from the fucking lake. Like you couldn't just magically pour he some tried water. That, I, I believe. I think he tried filling the the basin with water and it wouldn't work. Not the water. Not the basin. Not the fucking conch shell. Yeah, like I would have just gone like Aquamanchi in your mouth. Like, <laughs> but also like at the same time, you know what else would have solved this problem? A water bottle. Like a water bottle. If you would have literally brought any supplies with you whatsoever, one of them would have been a water bottle. Uh, and yeah, and you could have avoided- Harry, you were raised a muggle. You should know what water bottles are. Look at the weird film on that water. Like, you're going to give that to Dumbledore to drink? Like, I would have looked at Dumbledore and said, no water. Get your ass back on that fucking boat. Like, you can be thirsty later. I'll get your butterbeer. I'll get you too. Get your ass on the boat. We need to get the fuck out of here. Okay, Harry. The second something grabbed you, I would have been on that fucking boat throwing Dumbledore. You know what? I would fuck Dumbledore. I'd just be on the boat. <laughs> fuck Dumbledore. Like, he could summon a phoenix and just disappear. Why didn't he do that? Also, you know we have Lord of the Rings fans like in the CGI thing because these look like golems just emerging really out of the water. Um, I do have to say, like, okay, Phoenix, the his Dumbledore's Phoenix Fox, whatever the fuck that his Phoenix Fox, is called. Yeah. Um, can, his tears can cure like things. Um, why doesn't Dumbledore walk around with a little vial of Phoenix tears? You've literally had access you to have this steady access to this come on for like at least what 50 years minimum i don't really know when he got the bird but i think the bird's in fantastic beast so i'm gonna say like 50 years you've had access to this bird for 50 years you're telling me you can't get a little vial of its tears just like keeping your little your little little purple coat pocket like come on my dude See, because Voldemort, or not Voldemort, but Dumbledore is capable of, like, casting fiend fire, like, right here. You're telling me he wasn't capable of getting his ass on that motherfucking boat? <laughs> no. Get your ass up. Get it in the boat. Also, this fire is supposed to be the most, like, powerful fire of all time, right? It is right. powerful enough to destroy a horcrux, okay? Why didn't the boat burn? <laughs> he is 
throwing fire strong enough that He's if he throws it in the water, water, it didn't go out when it hit the water. You're telling me it didn't burn the boat? Why? Why didn't it burn the boat? Also, Logic isn't it failing? Isn't it kind of weird that they only send like three Death Eaters to Hogwarts? Like, why wouldn't you have sent an army? Why is it necessary to watch Draco walk down the hallway past a bunch of kids that are making out? Like, what was the point of that? And Snape standing there like a bat. I mean, he is a bat. He is a bat. Reminds He's a bad me of bat. bat. Reminds me of Batman. Batman wishes he was as cool as Snape with his, you know, frilly robe. Well, he does have the cape that he likes to, like, have spoof around him the way Snape's does, so. Yeah, but I think Snape's is better. That's fair. Though Snape's is not, in fact, bulletproof, and it cannot make him actually fly. Fair. See, they do, like, okay, in the movie, they apparate back into the tower, but in the book, they apparate into, like, Hogsmeade, I think, and they have to fly Mm -hmm. on brooms back. Because he has, so I'm pretty sure that he asks Harry to bring his broom with him Mm -hmm. and meet him in Hogsmeade. They apparate out, they come back, and then Accio's his broom and they fly to the tower or wherever. Yeah. How did they know? How did the Death Eaters know that Dumbledore was going to be in the astronomy tower? I mean, I'm pretty sure they coordinate, like he coordinated all of this with Snape, like ahead of time. But, uh, but like it's weirdly coincidental that Snape knows the exact moment that Dumbledore comes back. Okay, I, I'm going to stand corrected. How does fucking Draco know that Dumbledore is there? I don't know. Like, that's so weird. It's like, that castle is so fucking big, and Draco just happens to know. <laughs> Dumbledore's going, all this shit was, and all this poison, that was all meant for me, but I know you were conned into doing it. You know, Draco disarms Dumbledore uh-huh. real fucking easy. You know Dumbledore let him do that. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he he did that because if you get disarmed, Draco is now the rightful owner of the Elder Wand at mm-hmm. this moment. At this moment. But I wonder if he's if Dumbledore's willingly disarmed, if he's not if Draco doesn't technically then have like custody, for lack of a better word, of the Elder Wand. If it's technically still with Dumbledore because Dumbledore let the ring fly or the the wand fly away from him. Because if that's true, then nobody else can be the owner of the Elder Wand because it dies with Dumbledore. Well, the wand also chooses who it wants to go with. Like, it could have decided to stay with Dumbledore. Yeah. I've had to explain so many times how Harry got the damn wand to people. They're just like, I don't get it. I'm like, "Mm." yeah. One of the saddest scenes. Yeah. And the weirdest thing to me, too, like, uh, like Harry's underneath the floor and he's watching all of this. And like it's Snape that stops him from casting a spell. I mean, granted at wand point. But like it, well, it's, it's kind of weird because this is one of Snape has weirdly protected Harry in some odd moments. Well, this was all Dumbledore's scheme. Yeah, like this is all Dumbledore's plan. Like, he's like, when it, when the time comes that I need to die, you need to be the one that kills me. I mean, and to be fair, it was a nice thing to make sure that Draco didn't have to do it. Yes. So. And also like, to oh. ensure that whatever happened, the wand went to Draco. Because I, 
I'm sure that Dumbledore knew that Harry would, ha- would end up having to get it somehow. Well, the I think fucking the everything. plan was probably originally for Snape to get it. Because, like, I'm sure the plan originally was for Snape to disarm oh. him. And then Dumbledore, when Draco tried to do it, was just like, you know what? This is even better. Because right. maybe maybe a small part of him doesn't trust Snape fully. And it's just like... Well, so- it might... I, I, I was going... I was thinking that if it went to Draco mm-hmm. and not to Snape, as according to plan, like, it would have been, like, harder for Voldemort to quote-unquote figure out who it yeah. went to because like the obvious choice would have been snape because he's the one yeah. that killed dumbledore but like and, going to draco uh, it's like where the fuck did it go yeah because like if dumble if voldemort hears that snape is the one who killed dumbledore he could immediately try and like disarm snape for the rightful uh ownership of the elder wand but that doesn't work if uh snape isn't the one who disarmed him but right. Voldemort wouldn't know that. He would think that. Uh-huh. And because the others weren't there to see Draco disarm uh, uh, Dumbledore, they don't know it either. Harry's now attacking Snape. Again, he's like weird. Like he weirdly protects Harry in this moment when he Bellatrix attacks him. He's like, no, you can't have him. It's for the Dark Lord, which is obviously an excuse. Mm-hmm. But like... He protects him in such weird, rare, strange instances. Not enough to redeem him as a character. I think it's because he had such deep respect for Dumbledore. Yeah, and I'm sure Snape's probably going chance. through. Like Snape's probably going through a lot. See, the weird thing about it is there's no reason Snape would have seen that book and known where Harry would have gotten it from. He didn't see the book. He heard the spell. Yeah, but like, why does he say I'm the Half Blood Prince? Yeah, he wrote that in the in the book, but like, there's no reason Snape should think that he Harry has that book. Why not? Because if he wrote that, it out in in his copy of the book, and he and he left it behind or something. Then yeah, but he like knows you that. create you create a spell, and are you going to remember that you wrote it in the margins of a book you had twenty years ago? Probably. Like if, if you it was write, that impactful for him, where he created that like, kind of a, a spell, but I'm like sure if you write in the margins of all this is one book that he had, and it was filled with margins and notes. You have to assume uh, Snape did that with like a, all of his potions book, if not all of his books. Like, what are the odds you happen to remember not only one you wrote it in that book, but you left it in the castle? where harry could have gotten it like your first thought is like oh harry must have found my old book somewhere because he didn't have one like why would you think that like that is such a stretch of an of a piecing that together like oh the book that i had 20 years ago just happens to have this on a random page in the margins and harry definitely had access to my own property that i left in my classroom but like that i'm not in anymore and that i left in the back in the bottom shelf somewhere like that's such a huge stretch of like I just don't, I don't know it doesn't seem that big of a stretch to me like I feel like because like I know that I I wrote a bunch of like weird shit in my English literature books in 10th and 11th grade what I wrote I don't remember but like I remember writing in them so like it's not that far of a stretch for him to remember that he wrote this spell specifically in his book in his yeah but like book. even if he remembers that he wrote it why would he assume Harry had it he never saw probably Harry probably because no, but probably because that's the only place Harry could have come across that spell. 
Like it's not written in any other book. It's just, it's directly in that one in the margins. And Snape is the one that came up with it. So like, there's no way he could have been like, oh yeah, he found it in some spell book. No, it's not a recorded spell. I don't know. I just think it's weird because like, for one thing, it's very specific. You are assuming like, like Snape is assuming a lot of information and a lot of like connecting of the dots. He's also assuming that at any point in time, Harry, who is a known moron, contemplated who the Half-Blood Prince was. Like, Harry doesn't contemplate things. He throws things and he yells. And yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, it's imp- I'm pretty sure this potions book is the only book he's ever read cover to cover. Like, Harry, <laughs> Probably. Does not, Probably. Like, Harry doesn't know shit. And you're assuming not only that he read who this book belonged to, but that he was curious about it. Which, in all honesty... There is no reason to assume Harry was curious about it or that he read it. It would be like, mm. like in all honesty, those books that you wrote in the margins of, like, do you have any idea who the authors are? Like, just off the top of your head? Oh, fuck no. Just, just yeah, some copy like, of it. Yeah, like, nobody fucking remembers that shit. Like, no, I'm not going to remember that I had a weird phase that I was writing Half-Blood Prince. And, and like, why is he writing his blood status? That'd be like me writing Muggleborn Davis in all my books. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You don't see Malfoy signing his stuff with pure blood Malfoy. Like, it's weird. Mm. Yeah, now you guys are offering to talk to Harry. You should have been doing that six years ago when he was 11 and receptible to, like, actual help and aid and trusting an adult. But now he's 16 and moody. Y'all are six years too late. Look at Harry standing up for Draco. Right? That's so bizarre. He's like, Hermione's asking, like, do you think he did it? Or would have, like, Draco would have killed him? And Harry's like, no, he was lowering his wall. And it's just like, well, Harry, you can see common sense. That's impressive. Sometimes. Regulus leaves this note. Like in the locket. Like, I want mm-hmm. you to know that it was I who discovered your secret. Um, my dude. That's so fucking dramatic. Like, that's so dramatic. Like, you could tell he's serious as brother because those boys are so fucking dramatic. <laughs> I love Hermione. She's just like, like I love you, but you can be real dumb sometimes. It's just like you are very, very brave. You're also a dumbass. You yeah, Harry, not only do you need them, you was specifically need Hermione. You would have been dead year one, like, day Oh my two. god, yeah, you would have been dead like a long time ago. Harry, really? You really? You Coming never realized Hogwarts place, was pretty. You, didn't, you never realized how beautiful of a place Hogwarts is. Fucking you, really? Like, any moron should be able to look at that castle and understand it's the most beautiful fucking thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Like, what? What do you mean you've never realized how pretty it was? That's a gorgeous ass place, Harry. All right. Final thought. And that's the end. And we have concluded uh, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Snape Snape. Half-Blood Snape Snape. Uh. Final thoughts on uh, the, the the movie that swings back and forth the most between super dramatic and weird and senses of humor. fucking funny. Yeah. It's easily the funniest of the movies. It's also one of the saddest, but it's also the funniest of the movies. Because none of the other movies are nearly this funny. No. 
You know what's funny? Now that you know that uh, that a hotel I sent you earlier, mm. that beautiful like palace hotel. Yeah. I was in that fucking suite. I was in one of those suites when I was reading the sixth book and my friend got up from his chair across from me. Yeah. Flipped to where Dumbledore died and went, Dumbledore dies. I'm like, I want to fling you off this balcony. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I had a teacher spoil it for me. I was talking to him. I was reading the fifth book and the sixth had already come out. And we were talking about the fifth book. And he's just like, oh, yeah, have you gotten to the part where Dumbledore dies yet? And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, you're not at that book yet. And I'm just like, because I'm literally holding Order of the Phoenix. And I'm just like, are you fucking stupid? I forgot which book it was, but I remember Lada was in high school we were Mm. in high school and i think i think she was in detention (laughs) (laughs) and like some of the boys in the year above us were talking about it yeah and lara's trying so hard not to listen not and they're just like they just keep going and going and like she starts thinking about how almost how many people are dying and she's like okay guys please stop because i haven't read it yet (laughs) it's like oh my god we're so sorry <laughs> at least they stopped. <laughs> at least they stopped. Any final thoughts on it? I don't know. Like the movie doesn't make me feel any type of certain way. Yeah. But I know that I do enjoy the sixth book, if that makes sense. The sixth book left me with a feeling of like build up. Like it's it's coming yes. to something. Yeah. Like it's the movie. Real. The movie has such like a soft ending it doesn't really get like it's not even a soft it's like a like there's a lot of build-up into like the point of like the the death eaters invading and everything like that and then it just kind of fades off yeah like the feelings for it just kind of like fade off just we get harry saying that he's gonna be leaving to go look for the rest of the horcruxes and hermione's like well we're going with you and that's it and then they just stare like you know like softly off into the distance of a sunset and it's just like but the when you finish like the sixth book, you were left with the feeling of this is where shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Like things are going to change at this point and like shit's gonna go down. And so like it, it's a weird, huge like sense of feeling in the difference between the, the book and the movie. So like it, the the book just kind of leaves it alone. And like kind of like, the book kind of like builds to it. The movie leaves it alone, and like yeah, it's so kind of the like movie lets it doesn't fade. instill that sense of suspense. That, yeah, it just I, it I doesn't it really leave you with a sense of anything. No, like it, it it's weird because like in the book you're just like everything was super tense and it was like holy shit, like the Dumbledore died and you're like oh my god what the fuck and you're left just like reeling by the end of it. And this one you're just kind of like once it gets to the point where they get back to the castle, it just kind of like evens and fades out. And it's just like, it's almost like nothing happened after they got back. Like, because even Dumbledore's death was just kind of like bland in a way. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, that's, that's kind of weird, but you know. Oh, I was going to tell you, I noticed the other day because I was watching um, Vampire Sucks. Of course. You know how we were talking about in one of the uh, other movies, there was the, the, the lighting guy called the best boy. Yes. Yes. There are other best boy positions. <laughs> there are multiple best boy positions. And oh my God, that person is in charge of special effects teeth. 
specifically teeth. Did you see that? So no, funny. I missed that. Yeah. Why, the, this... why do we keep skipping like all this? This is fun. It's such weird shit, but there are other positions for best boy besides like electrician. And I'm just like, that's, that's weird. That's super weird. And I didn't know that, but specifically I key mold makers specifically for keys. Yeah. I mean, Hod construction just sounds wrong. Hod rigger, Hod stage head. What the fuck is Hod? Okay. Runaround uh, driver. The prop <laughs> runaround driver. That's his whole ass job is to run those props around. Prop manufacturing buyer. All right. The paramedic. Is that one poor paramedic for that whole ass movie? It's Fan one paramedic. mail coordinator. Rupert Grint's driver. Okay, sure. Lead firefighter. Two, two security guards for the entire set. Weather consultant. Okay, okay. That's kind of bizarre. Script supervisor. So that's fun. Gaffer. Best boys. There's more best boys. Oh my god, that's so weird. There was only one Video sound trainee. Mixer. There was one sound mixer for this whole oh, ass Jesus. movie. Are you kidding me? Underwater gaffer. There, are the underwater best boy. Ooh. Underwater electrician. Ooh. More hods. <laughs> Head of crowd tuition. What the what fuck does that is that? Mean? What is that? What is crowd tuition? That is so weird. Some of these things are so weird oh okay there's so many like so many jobs so many jobs that goes into this there's one sound editor for the whole movie but there's like 50 fucking visual effects people (laughs) (laughs) like jesus that is a lot that's a lot of visual effects jesus kirsty lamb you can kind of tell which ones of these people are from Britain just by their names. Tom Rolfe. <laughs> I was going with the one whose name was literally looked like it was longer than the alphabet because it was <laughs> hyphenated names and it started with Benedict. So <laughs> it started with Benedict. Yeah, it was like Benedict something something hyphen something something like Matthias. Like holy shit, Matthias. Oh, there's so many people in this movie. What are your thoughts on this, other than? It, it it didn't leave you with much. Um, I thought it was a weird amount of like Harry is so focused on Draco and like he thinks that Draco is a uh, is a Death Eater and he's not wrong, but at the same time, this is really where Harry starts to go off the deep end a little with Draco in that he's so obsessed. This movie is the reason the Draco Harry ship exists because like Harry spent like 400 fucking pages pining over Draco, stalking Draco mouth. He really was stalking him. And even like Ron and Hermione were just like, you need to stop. Like it's getting kind of creepy because you are following him after every class you're following him after lunch after breakfast after dinner before quidditch practice you're following him everywhere stop it like just fucking ask him out at this point harry (laughs) like my god like if you're gonna be that obsessed with a man just fucking ask him out like nobody wants to watch this as you 
like you are really turning down like the serial killer narrative okay like this is this is a weird like harry is very he's got a lot of issues in this movie you know because like Sirius died just like a couple months ago and mm-hmm. like all that so like a lot of shit happens and then he loses his second mentor which is really the death of Sirius and then dumbledore like in consecutive years uh really explains a lot of how he acts in this, in like the seventh book he's got but, so much trauma that he hasn't processed yet but one of the things that really bothers me about the about this movie particularly or this book uh it's Dumbledore specifically putting Harry in extraordinarily traumatizing positions yes. throughout the book. Like, they go to this cave entirely unprepared. A single bag of, like, stuff. Water bottle, like, a, a bazaar, like, anti-poison thing, like, a knife, um, you know, like, some rope would have been good, a broom, just some, like, basic shit would have been great, and could have solved a lot of their problems, and also they didn't tell anybody where they were going. Once they got there and they opened it and, like, they saw everything, there was nothing actually telling them that they had to drink the poisony stuff right then and there. Like, you could have gone and gotten, like, a healer, Snape, you know, like Slughorn, like somebody who would have known more about poisons. I would have just brought Fox. Yeah, like your own fucking bird would have been fine. Like Jesus. Because your bird can heal, like your bird's tears can heal anything. Yeah, and like also, did you try that on your hand? Because Jesus. (laughs) Did you you ask your bird to be like, bro, help me out. Like It's like, I don't know if it's going to make you cry, Fox, but go make me cry because it hurts. (laughs) But like, it was really like Dumbledore drinking this poison and then doing like this whole dramatic scene in the tower. It really screams like an assisted death to me. Like he was leading up to the point of he doesn't want to deal with this anymore and he's just kind of done. So he's going to do this in the most traumatizing fashion for Harry, but also the most dramatic fashion for Harry as, as well. And because like Harry has to force feed him a poison that will eventually weaken him so much that appara- that Harry will get the impression that he couldn't fight back. Despite the fact that Dumbledore showed that he very much had his strength, considering he casted one of the strongest magical spells in existence mm-hmm. in the form of fiend fire, and he used it and was it was so powerful. And was able to control it because isn't that yeah. what they isn't that what yeah. Crabber Goyle it's- did? Yeah, and it like the yeah. hardest thing about fiend fire isn't creating it; it's controlling it. And he controlled it enough not to burn the only wooden thing on that whole fucking <laughs> island, and that was that boat. He managed to get fire strong enough that when he threw it in the water, the fire stayed and didn't get put out. But he didn't burn the boat, so like you know, like he has enough control, and he's, and he would have been fine. And in all honesty, I have to say. Like him standing there, and he lets Dra- he lets Draco disarm him. I'm still not entirely sure that that should qualify as being disarmed and giving the Elder Wand like to Draco, like a technical credit to Draco, if you just let yourself be disarmed. Right. However, like Dumbledore's proven that he has wandless magic. You can't even tell me that even wandless, he couldn't have full, like just trashed everyone in that astronomy tower. There were like four Death Eaters: Snape and Harry. Like, that's it. Like, Draco would not have participated. Harry would have, like, sided with Dumbledore. And then Snape could have pretended just not to be there. So, like, you know. and you like could have brought Harry sleep. in on so many of your plans. Yeah. Basically, final thoughts of the movie. Dumbledore took a dive. It's super suspicious that he took a dive the way that he did. Because not fighting back is 
if Voldemort would have thought about it for more than 30 seconds, it would have been obvious that he took a dive. Then that should have made him suspicious of like everything else. Um, literally any forethought whatsoever would have saved uh, Dumbledore's life. Um, any kind of decent plan yeah, would have saved that man's life. Like there, there, there could have been a workaround yeah. to that. But then again, the same can be said about Tom Riddle. Like literally any like lack of like if Dumbledore had been a little less biased like Tom Riddle could have turned out to be a real like a decent yeah. person but he chose not to be so because like in all honesty what's the takeaway if folks? you remove everything all just of- requires some TLC like some TLC and maybe a little lack of Dumbledore <laughs> a lot of lack of Dumbledore so, like there are some really like look y'all if you want a, a recommendation Go read some really good time travel fan fiction on AO3 for Harry Potter of going back into Voldemort's era because let me tell you, that shit's good. And it makes Voldemort make more sense. So I I always recommend time traveling AUs, but still time traveling is highly fun, recommend so. that. Time traveling is only interesting to read in a book if like it's only interesting to read if it's fan fiction. Yeah, okay. but like it, the screen Weird. really changed for sorry. But like time travel is only interesting if to me if it's in fan fiction because I don't really want to read about like a new story of people going back and trying to change their lives if I'm not already invested like in their story. Oh, I don't like lives. the time traveling where you have to go back and change something in your own life. I it's more like Doctor Who yeah. style where you go back in time and fix other things. Yeah. Like I like to read um I I really like to read Harry Potter fan fiction of like Hermione traveling Ooh. back in time. Because that way it's not Harry. That way, for one thing, somebody can fucking fix Harry's life because holy shit, this kid is a dumpster fire. But like Hermione traveling back in time, she's really smart. She knows what to do. And she's like, can place herself in all kinds of different times without interfering things. Like Harry going back to the Marauders era is super weird because he's a potter. And like his dad is like there and that would be really weird to have him as a peer. But Hermione doesn't have that problem. So like it's it's more interesting to me, but uh, like time traveling fan fictions, especially those that go back like far enough that uh, Voldemort, like mm-hmm. Tom Riddle, not Voldemort, Tom, Tom Riddle. Riddle is involved. Like those get real interesting, real dark, but like real interesting. So I've read some pretty good ones. So definitely recommend. But uh, yeah, my major takeaway from this is Dumbledore spent the entire second half of this movie. Finding new ways to traumatize Harry, which is a feat considering his godfather died in front of him like a couple months before this movie took place. So, you know, uh, impressive the new levels of trauma that Dumbledore is capable of. <laughs> but other than that, the ending of the movie was kind it of It was bland, very bland. But so. yes, we, now we have we've just keep upping the levels of trauma that this man can inflict. And he's going to inflict weird. more after his death. Oh, that's fair. He inflicts a lot more damage after his death. You know what's really strange to me is like if you, we're watching this, what streaming service are we watching HBO. this on? HBO. So we're watching like this on HBO and everything. Like the HBO backgrounds have like weird different colors. This like, one is gold. It's like a golden yellow. This movie gives off such weird golden yellow vibes. Like they picked a great color because this movie. Like, not the book. The book screams green to me. But, like, the movie. So much of the background coloring in this movie is this specific shade of yellow gold. I wonder if it's because of the Felix Felicis. 
Like it's supposed to be this shimmery gold color. So I feel like they might've used that to like, kind of Maybe. Cause like, but if you look at the other movies too, like you can see Goblet of Fire is purple. Like nothing about that movie really makes purple? me think purple um, necessarily. But like the f- number five is this weird shade of blue that does in fact remind me of the prophecy. So like, and the Chamber of Secrets is like green, an odd shade of green. Works. Um, <clears throat> the Philosopher's <throat> Stone should have been red instead of blue. But like, because that's the color of the right. Philosopher's Seven Stone. Seven makes sense. But like, Seven is like this weird, like Death Eater. Okay, okay. Green Let me color. Seven Part Two makes sense. Seven Part Two really makes sense. Yeah, it's like this weird. Like, Seven Part gray, One is basically you know it's it's the forest. Well, the it's the specific shade of green that reminds me of the spell to put the Death Eater symbol in the oh. sky. It's that weird tinted shade of green. So, like, that's what it reminds me of. Two is perfect because that's the color of Salazar's chamber. One, like, I get that for some reason Harry Potter as, a, as like, an overall color comes off as this specific shade of blue. But, like, I really think it should have been red just because the red. Was the red. The only thing that I can think of for purple being for Goblet of Fire is dragon fire. Like, I know the fire itself is, like, red. But... When you ride yeah. Hagrid's magic bike ride, you press the, the purple button, which is for the dragon's breath. That makes you go faster. That is so, true. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. I can... The dragons giving off the purple vibe is weird but accurate. It's oddly accurate. And so, like, I, I suppose I, I get that one. It's weird to me that, like, none of them are, are red. <laughs> Like one, two, three, none four, of them are five, red. and six, seven. Yeah, none of them are red, and like that's kind of weird. But like, no. yeah, none of them are red. That's weird. But like, yeah, like this this weird like yellow gold color is the movie. It is, it and is. I, I, it gives me. It's Felix weird because if I think it does, like it gives me Felix Felicia's vibes, but it also just gives me, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of like what the ending is like the rest of the movie is fine but the ending of this movie is just kind of like like the other movies have like these really high and low points to them that like make the overall movies like a a, like a a nine or like an eight or a nine but this whole like the movie this whole movie is it's yeah it's like the whole thing is like a six but like at the same time i think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's not action based or like action gotcha. action is like doing yeah, something yeah. based it's social based the whole movie is social based like in social angst of like harry's problem with draco and like hermione and ron's issues going ron on it's La- all social lavender based and- shit yeah and ron and lavender and jenny Slug and Horn with all of like, his little tea time his- parties and whatever yeah. yeah i get it like this is the most social based movie and there's not there's a lot less like action that happens and uh, so, like, it just kind of gives you a, a blander taste. Like, the book doesn't, but then again, the social interactions make more sense when you can hear the thoughts of the people who are having them. So This is why I like to so, read know, like, more than I like to watch movies, just because I can actually hear yeah. what everyone is thinking. Yeah. The only benefit of movies over books is the movies and... Well, yeah, and, like, the TV shows, like, the movies and the TV shows have the ability to show you what's happening with other people that the books don't. Yeah. Like the book tends like the book follows all of Harry. 
except for like i think one part at the beginning of six where it it shows you snake instead a movie and a tv show could just do that all the time they could just show you what's going on with other people and like that's the main benefit of that so but um but yeah it is a good movie i really enjoy the movie it's not my favorite movie but it's really funny I, I, it is that's humorous. What I like about it. It's like there's a five minute segment where it's funny. And the fact that there's only five minutes of humor and it is the funniest of the movies tells you how unfunny now, the other ones okay. are. So on that note of, of being funny, I think the second one is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because of getting to watch Lockhart and his stupidity. Okay, that's that's like, fair. That's that's the movie that's is not meant to be like funny, that. but just Lockhart the character no. is a fucking. He's hilarious. a dumpster fire. He's a fucking shit show, and just watching him interact <laughs> with the students, professors, with whatever is gold. That's true. Like I'll give you that as the over. But in, like the first, like the second movie <clears> is probably <throat> one of the more, like it gives you the most lighthearted yeah. feel to it to a lot of it like not like the ending but like the, a lot of it has more lighthearted feel to it um but the first and second ones are the most like lighthearted feelings but two is pretty funny just just for the fact like six it's with funny felix Blushies is supposed to be funny but two isn't supposed to technically be funny yeah, two but is it funny is. from the adult standpoint yeah. watching this aloof character it's like i'm sorry you're in charge yeah. of children it's just like, you shouldn't be in charge anything. of anything, let alone other and people. when the sixth one tries to be funny, it makes us want to mm. cringe. So That's it's true. like, they're both funny, but... Just in different, different ways. ways. One makes us cringe funny, the other one's like, oh, you're fucking dunce funny. Yeah, one of them makes you, like, smack your hand against your forehead. The other one just makes you just cringe, so... But that's fair. But yeah, so next we'll roll into, um, well, the next movie we'll watch all of Harry Potter, the seventh movie. Uh, That'll be one episode. And then part two will be one episode. Um, And uh, yeah, but the next episode that comes out after this should be D&D. So you guys can uh, listen to our next D&D session. After this will be be session... Two. two. That's right. Two. That's right. Yeah, session two will come out. You guys will get to see the uh, party do some more weird shit. <laughs> and I, at this point in time, like, we have not recorded session two, but I know what's going to happen, and I get to troll you guys already. Oh, so yeah. That's fun. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so I hope you guys are enjoying the Harry Potter series. I hope you're enjoying the D&D series. I hope you're enjoying you hearing know, us um, and having seen us be complete fools. You guys have seen us live at this point, yeah, and, um, we will begin, uh, later this month, I believe, and I do say that in relation to when this episode's released, not when, like, right now. Uh, But you guys will see a new um, tea time. Yes. We'll be doing a brand new tea time. So, and, uh, which I believe is going to be uh, red flags. Fictional, like, red flags versus real life. So, so so much to say. So much to say. Oh, Y'all are going to learn some things about us. So, there's that. Uh, I've already learned uh, enough. I do... Yeah, 
I do believe we'll have Aaron oh, for that yeah, episode as well. And uh, which is good. So, and uh, yeah. So you guys got some interesting things to look forward to and uh, our Halloween episodes as well. So those are going on now when this episode yes. is released, I believe. <laughs> so if not, we'll, <laughs> out, we'll find out. So, uh, but I believe they're going on when this episode is released. So we record these like several weeks in advance. <laughs> so I don't really know. But um, but yeah, so thank you for, uh, you've come quite a ways with us, with Harry Potter. You've made it through six Harry Potter movies with us. Um, we thank you. Which also means this is our 12th Harry Potter episode. So I am impressed at all of you and ourselves. Yeah. So. I'm very impressed with how we're going. So. And uh, in all honesty, it really just goes to show the fact that we have a lot of shit to say about <laughs> Harry Potter. Because we so. can still do it and not run out of content. Mm-hmm. Like, we were already ranting about the seventh movie, and we haven't even gotten that far yet. So, like, yeah. So, um, yeah, we will uh, see you guys next time. And uh, thanks for hanging out while Snapey Snape, bees, you know, is all does his little dramatic flourishes. And uh, next movie is, well, things are just going to go keep on going downhill. They've already started going downhill. They're just going to keep going. So we'll see you guys next time thank you once again and always for keeping up with us yeah and uh well keep being weird keep being weird bye 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 tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns like the wild florida man tries to burn down ex-boyfriend's house using pizza sauce (laughs) (laughs) while dressed as alligator